Hello, dear friends. You're welcome to a new episode on these English lessons. Today is Saturday, July twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and this is a new episode on our ongoing series. Today's episode is number one hundred and sixty seven. This is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios in Shanghai. Today we're going to continue and wrap up our series on IELTS. It's been a long, long, long series, and so we're going to have the last episode on this series. And our last episode is going to focus on reading.、Um, Our previous episode, we already introduced the reading section, and I gave you some tips on how to prepare for this,、um, how to prepare for the reading section of the IELTS test. And so, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the, you know, the nature of the questions that you find in the reading test and how to tackle those questions. And after that, if we have more time, I'm going to recapitulate on everything that we have discussed、um, throughout the series, and that will be the end of our series on IELTS and moving on to other aspects. So, with that said, we go straight into our content for this episode. So,、uh, like I said, the focus is on. What kind of questions? The nature of questions that you find in the reading test. Usually, the reading test will give you multiple choice questions. Multiple choice questions are questions that require you to pick an option from several options given to you. And usually, the,、um, the most difficult of this. Multiple choice questions is a kind of question where you have three options, and the three options are true, false, or not given. Many candidates complain about、um, this particular kind of question. That's where many candidates lose points. So、um, it is, let's say, the most considered to be the most difficult kind of multiple. Choice question in the reading test. So we're going to begin with that, and to try to explain further, so、uh, candidates can know how to go about this kind of、uh, question.、Um, and actually, this question sometimes th- there are two ways to ask this question. Sometimes they want you to say whether it's true or false or not given. But sometimes it's another way. They say yes. Or no, or not given. Well, the, the key point here is the true, false, not given question is not exactly.、Uh, it doesn't have exactly the same meaning as yes, no, not given. I'm going to try to explain that.、Um, the true, or false, or not given kind of question is usually requiring you to see whether. The information given in the question can be found in the passage, or agrees with what is in the passage, or contradicts what is found in the passage, or we basically cannot find information in the passage to justify what is mentioned in the question. 
going to repeat that it's a little bit complicated for those who um, are not familiar with this kind of questions so if for example in the question they say women like shopping very much okay and they want you to say whether this is true false or not given you have to go to the passage to look for information that confirms if you find information that confirms that women like shopping very much that's a true but if you find information that contradicts this what is mentioned in the question if you find information that shows that women don't like shopping very much then that's false and if in the passage there is no clear information that tells you whether women like shopping or they do not like shopping then in that case you say the answer is not given so that's what it really means it's does the information um, confirm what you find in the passage that's a true does it contradict the information you find in the passage that's a false and if, if the information does not confirm and does not contradict then that information is not given that's how you make a choice and this is about the facts that you find in the passage and then if there is it is the other kind of um, of a multiple choice question which is yes no and not given it's slightly different because sometimes the yes no not given it's not really about the facts that you find in the passage but it's about the writer's opinion so they could say according to the writer um, this policy is not good for the citizens of the country so you will have to judge from your understanding of the passage whether the writer is in favor of that policy or is against that policy that's what would determine whether the answer is a yes or a no and if you cannot find anything that proves anything in the passage that proves that the writer is for or against that government policy then is not given so that's the the tricky question that many candidates complain about in the reading test and the only way you can practice this is to get short examples and uh, if you practice with past uh, passages or past questions reading questions from ads you are likely going to understand how to spot your answer and so what can you do really to be sure that it's uh, yes it's a no or it's a not given or it's a true or it's a false or it's not given one good thing to do is to be able to highlight the keywords and expressions when you spot the area where that answer is supposed to be found the next thing to do is to underline the keywords and expressions involved now when you have those keywords involved um, you try to see whether the question has words that are synonyms to those keywords that you have underlined so you could have synonyms like if, uh, if the, in the passage they say mm, 
the house is located by the sea the house is located by the sea okay then in the passage if you have words like a beach you have words like um, the coast you have words like the seashore you should be able to know that okay they're using a different word in the question so usually the words are not exactly the same but maybe they're synonyms there are words that have the same meaning with what you have in the passage so there they're trying to test your ability to understand the meanings of words and expressions so when you spot the area in the passage where your answer is supposed to be make sure that you're able to see whether those keywords and expressions you have underlined have a similar meaning with the words and expressions used in the question. That's how you get to decide whether it's a yes, a no, or a not given, or a true, a false, or not given. And then don't, um, don't hurriedly say yes or choose true just because you find maybe two or three keywords that you have um, underlined matching. No, sometimes you have to look further into um, the question and the area of the passage that you're looking for the answer in. Because a lot of candidates usually rush to say, oh, it's true, just because they see maybe two words in the passage sort of uh, match or a synonym of two words in the question and hastily they think this is yes no sometimes there are some smaller words that may escape your attention and if you don't read closely if you don't read carefully you may not notice those small words but that's where the answer actually is um, words like quantifiers this kind of words tell you the quantity of something so sometimes you can have in the question they say all women like shopping that's an example but maybe in the passage it's not all women like shopping it's some women like shopping in that case we can see women like shopping women like shopping that matches but there is a small word there some and all those two words are not the same so there we have a problem and it's likely going to be false so be careful pay attention to those small words that are usually next to the keywords and expressions that you underline so as you're paying attention to the keywords and expressions, you should also pay attention to very small words like quantifiers you have words like some the majority of uh, most of them or uh, all of them or a part of them or a few of them several of them these are some of the words that can usually play tricks on you and then you have prepositions prepositions are very uh, tricky too because you have preposition, uh, prepositions of time uh, you, you, you have to pay attention is it a specific time of the day like at midday or they say during the day at midday during the day at midday is that exactly the same if they say for example um, in the 1930s something happened 
And then in the question, they say something happened in the early 30s. Ha, be careful. There's a little problem there. Well, it happened in the 1930s. But in the question, they say it happened in the early 30s. You have to remember that although the thing happened in the 1930s, the passage does not say it was exactly in the early 30s. So this kind of numbers, uh, time frame, this kind of words that tell you about the numbers, the time frame, the quantity of something, the position of something, the direction in which something is going, you have to pay attention to that. It's not only about few words matching for you to get your answer, it's about you understanding the whole meaning of that. So that's a very, very important thing. your answers Um, and then uh, you you have to also remember that um, I told you in the last episode that these passages three passages are very very long for somebody learning English as a second language it can be really difficult to read those passages and try to understand and work on the questions so do your best to save yourself some time and one way to save time is do not try to read the entire passage before you come back and start answering the questions you, you will just lose time for nothing in fact in in the test in the reading test the questions that you see uh, and the answers the answers to the questions come in order what does that mean it means when you read question one and question two the answers to question one and question two will likely be in the first paragraph so write like the first five lines your answer should already be there you do not have to read half of the passage in order to find the answer to question one this is a big mistake that a lot of candidates make so as you read the first few lines of the passage go look at the first question or even the first two questions and probably your answers are right there and as you look at the first question and you can find your answer read a little further and you will see the answer to question two and if you read a little further down the passage and you realize that you can already see the answer to question four stop it means the answer to question three you have already passed you understand so if you realize that you already can see the answer to question four know that the answer to questions two and three are right there you have to just go back a little bit and read closer and you will find those two answers a lot of students waste time because they think that the answer to question two could be right down at the bottom of the passage no it doesn't happen that way the answers come chronologically so you will just have them there and do your best to save time because it's not easy to finish those three long passages in just 60 minutes and at the same time work on your answers and the last thing that you should pay attention to is how you write your answers please follow the instructions instructions are very easy but a lot of candidates still cannot follow those easy instructions if they say write true or false or not given please write those words true false not given instead of writing yes no not given 
And if they say, write yes, no, not given. So write yes, no, not given. Do not mix up the two. You see, if they say write yes and you write true, that is actually wrong. If they say write no and you write false, that's actually wrong answer. So try to follow the instructions. They're very simple to understand and they're always written at the top at the beginning of each section. With that, we come to the end of this episode and we also come to the end of this series on ads. It's been a very, very long series. And I hope for those who are coming onto this program or tuning in for the first time, you can just roll back about 10 to 20 episodes back and you listen and you will catch up on our entire series on ads. So with that, we come to the end of this episode and the series. This is your regular host, Teacher D, signing off. And I will see you in the next episode in which we will be introducing something new. Have a wonderful weekend.